Welcome back, Love Letter listeners. I am very excited for this long-anticipated episode with Max Turner. He is the podfather. He's the co-creator of the Max and Skittle Power Hour, which is the only reason why this podcast even exists. So a couple of months ago, I think it was probably January 2021, so still within this year, Max invited me to be on his show with his partner in crime, Skittle. And I had been, you know, writing some things, but I'm going to be honest, like where I am right now in life, I started out really strong and then I kind of hit a brick wall and I was like, I have a couple of ideas, but I would really like to make this more of a collaborative effort. So the only reason why... (laughs) I was able to make it come together was because he was like, well, let me take a look and see what you have and I can help you punch it up a little bit. So he's really been a divine inspiration on my work and he's, he's, he's really helped to formulate a lot of it. I'm so grateful and I can't wait to share some more of this lovely character with you, Max Turner. Hey, how are you? Oh my god, I'm good. I had a whole thing planned. I was gonna put Meghan Markle in the background so we could have tea with Meghan Markle instead of the Queen. Oh my god, the Queen we deserve. <laughs> exactly. We didn't know we needed. Mm. How many episodes deep are you into the Max and Skittle Power Hour right now? Um. So we are today. We launched episode eight (laughs) eight (laughs) yeah we launched number eight um yeah we actually have like i think three more interviews and then our finale which is going to be like a little like looking back uh with me it's good all um yeah and that'll be season one for interviews. That's so exciting. Do you do you have your your final episode date then? Um, I have the date for when it's going to go out. I just don't necessarily have the script <laughs> fully written. Okay. Um, I mean, pre-production is so much fun. It never stops. Yeah, it does it. It really does it. Whenever I think I'm, I'm just done with everything, I look again and I'm like, Oh, there's so much more to do. Our job is never done, but you love it, right? Yeah, it's so much fun. It's surreal having gotten here. I guess almost the other side of it. Not quite, but you know. I'm so glad you did this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do you have a favorite episode so far? I do not. That's the right I love all of my children equally. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. No, it, I really do. I really do love each interview was so different because each guest that we chose was really different. We just have like a very diverse group of friends. <laughs> um, so it was it was really interesting, like, like where everyone comes from, like their backgrounds, what what medium they even have, like what their current profession is. Um, and then like how they are in an interview format like 
everyone is just so different from everyone else for this season that each episode got to be like its own little like experiment to see the whole thing's an experiment but like each one got is so different um and then like getting it all balanced with like different sketches or music and everybody's contributions like their features is really fascinating getting everyone is yeah I don't have a favorite <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't pick one yeah that's good did you have any people that you brought on that you weren't really sure how it was going to translate to audio yeah everyone <laughs> yeah almost pretty much everyone I didn't know how it would translate so um this show the Max and Skittle Power Hour the Max and Skittle Power Hour was actually um a stage show that Skittle and I wrote together last year over a year ago um and it was the similar the same like nugget of an idea where it was us as hosts in between acts but then we were going to play the artists who brought in their acts and it was going to be more it was on a stage so it's going to be more like circus and dance and clowning stuff um and we were going to have like a little like running runner character to play like the stage hand who's going to like come in and out and like be the buffer between us for our comedic bits and then like present their own act partway through the show and like steal the show a little bit and then like bring it back on track um but then when I was like hey we should do this as as like a podcast and like an old-time radio format I was like I will look at what we have written so far and get back to you on like how it translates well and then like a week later Skittle called me and I was like yeah nothing translates (laughs) (laughs) literally nothing all of our bits were like designed to be looked at um like even our comedy stuff was like so much like physical comedy so much like embodiment on a stage yeah unspoken punchlines just like I was like this nothing works we're gonna have to start over (laughs) so impressed that you put this all together and you you made it happen really quickly it's really it feels like it's been forever it feels like a long time (laughs) but I guess it was really quickly in so many hours yeah editing is a lot to take on for sure yeah that was the other thing like each moment along the way was a discovery because I thought I had everything planned out and then something would happen and I'm like ah the sky is falling it's not at all like I thought it would be and I'm like crying in my room and then like when I got to editing like the very first batch of interviews the first one just took me so much longer than I thought it was going to take me. It took me like all day to get through an interview. I was like, and it's tedious work. It's not fun. And it's not like you get to listen to all the jokes and comedy and be like, ha ha ha, we're so good. That comes like after it's all edited. So like in the moment, I'm like stopping and like, it's a lot of all the stuff that gets cut out is like dead air or like stutters or like misspoken. It's not funny stuff. Nothing funny is getting cut out. (laughs) um yeah and it just took me so long and I was like sobbing I was like there's no way I can do this but I did (laughs) I got faster with each one and I think like I got better with each one like each time each as it went on I got like 
uh, more intuitive, I guess, with how to edit the audio stuff and like speed through it instead of like having to redo stuff. Like the levels threw me off at first, like the um, difference in equipment, I guess, led to a lot of um, differences in the volume and sound quality. And so getting everyone to sound similar <laughs> across the board took a lot in the beginning. And now I'm just like, but, 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 done. That's really so. great. Did you work with audio before this? That's, that's awesome. That's really cool. And I still have so much more that I can improve. It's not like I'm, it's not like I'm saying they're amazing now Like I can still tell that there's stuff I want to get better at, but it's just a lot less stressful now. <laughs> That's the important part. If you can see your growth, and like I said, in such a short amount of time, just think about where you're going to be next year. Yeah. That's so exciting. You told me you're moving, right? Yeah. Um, so I was living in a uh, warehouse in Bushwick, and then I moved a couple blocks over to an apartment in Bushwick. And now I'm moving a couple blocks back to that warehouse in Bushwick. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going back. Um, just for like, I was just here for winter and like doing recording stuff in more of an enclosed space. So like during production for, this, for the Max and Skittle Power Hour, I would go out to Skittle, who is in New Jersey. And at her place out there, we also converted a cave. <laughs> we each have our own cave and we like um, record separately in our different caves. And then like we come together at her place to record in that cave and like handled the interviews over there. How long have you been in New York now? Oh, so long. <laughs> um, I mean, I moved here for the first time at 18. And I think I was here for like four years and then I ran off and did a circus tour and then went to school in Maine and then worked at a camp in Pennsylvania. And then I came back to finish school here. Okay. And I've been here since. I was going to um, leave this past summer. I feel like everyone is saying that, but I was going to leave this past summer and then coronavirus stopped that. The pandemic halted leave me. Permanently? I don't know if I'll ever leave permanently, but like, like New York has become my home base, but I definitely don't like staying put for too long. I was gonna, I had like, a, I had worked out the logistics of like this summer tour in Europe to work the festival circuit over there and like crash with some friends and like do some stuff in the UK and then like get a job in the gallows of a, the galley of a, of a ship on the way back. I was going to say the gallows. Not the gallows. <laughs> That's where I would probably be after such a long journey, but. <laughs> in, the, in, in a ship? Like a yeah. cruise ship or like a. You know, I'm not sure. I think it was like one of the tall ships. It was a friend of mine who I do catering for slash with. Um, she got me a job or she was going to get me a job with her friend who does like the the cooking on a ship back and forth and she was like yeah he can use someone but that didn't happen so <laughs> and, but I mean I feel like a lot of the opportunities that we had before coronavirus 
probably didn't happen for other reasons than coronavirus. Not, not to say that it's not going to happen. I feel like it's just like this extra step that we all had to go through this whole process of finding new ways to do our thing was necessary first. Everyone I've talked to, it sounds like we had something really big planned. And I am an internal pessimist and I can just always see the way things would go wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel a lot of people I talk to are saying the same thing, which is why I'm like, I feel like a broken record, even if I've never said this to you before. (laughs) It's just, I've heard it so many, like everyone. And I I think of myself generally as an optimist, but I um, am dissociated enough to recognize when patterns are emerging I guess so I'm like yeah I'm really believe that I this whole summer tour would have been great and I would have had a great time and it's been a long time coming I put in a lot of work to work that out but at the same time I recognize that it doesn't sound one it doesn't sound any different from like everyone else's big 2020 plans that got canceled and two it doesn't matter (laughs) none of that matters um and to reminisce about what we had planned before the pandemic is pointless because yeah we all have to figure out a way to move forward we all have to figure out how we're gonna make art and survive and work and stay healthy in the here and now which is you know why i started a podcast (laughs) doesn't it feel good to connect with everybody yeah. yeah, it was really nice getting to talk and about art specifically, but um, getting to connect with people and see how everyone's doing. And we try to keep the whole podcast hopeful overall. That's but... good. I don't. I don't think I can hold myself to that. <laughs> I really try, but my my whole thing with this is that. There is a very ugly side to Virginia, and I feel like all of the ads that we see are always painted so positively that when people do get here, they're generally disappointed, and I would rather (laughs) people get an honest look at what they're getting themselves into. It's so funny. I mean, it's been so long since I've been in Virginia, but yeah, I know. I, I call it out all the time with other with other like tourist trap towns i guess where i'm like this is bullshit <laughs> like what do you this is like it's such a glossy image and the tourism for it is um necessary i get it but like like our school system was like specifically scheduled around when tourists would come <laughs> so that we could work <laughs> that's the funniest thing to me is that they're like oh the t- that was in their plan they were like, let's all band together as a city and be like, we'll send the teens to work at the oceanfront so that we can get money. <laughs> also, it's just so ridiculously noisy here all the time. And I don't know if anyone was really expecting that. Mm. And it's kind of the the backbone of what I've got going on is that I'm constantly like, okay, I'm sorry, you're going to have to stop for a second because I've got planes going overhead. <laughs> I've got this abandoned pool in my yard and there's ducks that live and they're very aggressive and territorial no sooner do i mention them and they fly right in my god the ducks (laughs) that virginia wildlife (laughs) honestly Uh, do you ever see yourself coming back here um yeah i mean i see myself going everywhere (laughs) 
That's so I would really love to um, come back and like, I don't know, relax for a second, but also like work down there. Like I do know of a couple, I know like of, of, of a couple circus spaces down there and like there's always stuff down at the oceanfront I know and like that would be great. I would love to do that. But I don't see myself sitting put anywhere for too long. Amen. So. I'm not going to lie. I do plan on getting out my very first opportunity I can. But I think what I'm working on right now, I'm going to try to go like take a couple of steps up towards New York first. Mm. I definitely want to live in Richmond for a little while. Yeah. I was going to say like Delaware, but <laughs> that's better. <laughs> Maybe. If anything, probably Maryland would be better. That would be my next stop for Richmond. But anyway, that's a story for a different time. <laughs> Do you have a favorite place down here? Um, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like I said, it's just been so long since I've been there. I visited a couple of times since leaving at 18, but like, I don't know. I don't think so. I do like I still like I do love um the oceanfront. Very many fond memories running barefoot for no reason. <laughs> um Yeah, I guess that'll be it. Like sitting outside of the stages instead of like going in needing to write those dumb masterclass papers for school. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> dreams that you're still stuck in high school and then like halfway through the dream you remember you graduated oh my gosh I don't remember I graduated but I do remember being like I shouldn't be here mm-hmm. I do have nightmares sometimes where I'm like I don't it's not like it's specifically Salem yeah people know where we went to school it's not like it's specific I'm like oh wait it's not like it's specific like it's that weird dream world where I'm just like oh I'm back in school and like I kind of recognize the the hallways it's Salem or and I'm like oh okay but like none of the people are the same and I'm just like stressed and everyone is like you have papers due and I'm like ah I have yeah, dreams right? like that about Salem. I have dreams like that about my neighborhood that's the weird part and it does it's kind of like here but not. So I always refer to it as the Canada, Virginia. <laughs> Wait, where is it? <laughs> so um, like, like I have dreams that I'm at school or I will have dreams that I'm lost in my neighborhood because it looks similar, but it's not exactly the same. Okay. Okay. Weird thought train. Weird. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I'm really... I would not go back to, to no. there, but I do remember, yeah, the oceanfront was nice and Bush Gardens was exciting. Um, yeah, the water, I really miss the water. I really miss like that East Coast uh, beach town vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Really all we are. And then Central Virginia and Western Virginia are like, hey, we exist too. And we're like, ah, quiet. Crawl back into your caves. (laughs) Would you rather have coal or sand? (laughs) Maybe neither. It's really nice. I love the water. I love being on boats. It was really nice. I I wanted to be, um, 
I had like a few months, I guess, as a child where I really wanted um, as my occupation to be like one of those scientists that like tracks whales. Okay. Whatever they're called. Yeah. A whale tracker. Whale tracker. Biologist. Yeah, something like that. It was like, I forget why. I think I would watch something in school and it glamorized that lifestyle for me. And I was like, oh my God, I could live on a boat for 18 months, track whales. I'll do it. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And then I was like, you never mind. I can't count anyway. So science wouldn't work out as a career for me. But oh, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was fun. And I was always so mad in elementary school. They would remember they'd take us out on a field trip to like, to the bay to look at like oysters or clams or something mm-hmm. um or polluted oysters yeah nasty but also i have a, a shellfish allergy so i um wouldn't like i couldn't handle any of this stuff it was just like i just had like a nice day at the docks and like oh my time. gosh that's wild i i never would have even expected that why would they well, I guess they wouldn't want to not include you. You can't come because you get a shellfish elder. It was elementary school, you know, everyone was together. So like Aww. I would go and they were just like, everyone stay back. And I don't even remember if everyone would go up and handle the oysters or whatever. I don't know. Okay. I wasn't paying attention. I was gazing into the distance, <laughs> dreaming of tracking whales instead. Yeah. That is definitely the nice part about being like growing up down here is that there is definitely like you're kind of forced to grow up in a in a close-knit kind of way and you have to try to learn how to get along that's just how they how they do it here which definitely can help you grow a thick skin yeah it was nice so what do you see in store for the next year oh too much. <laughs> too much. I'm looking at like this next week. I don't know. That's um, yeah, I don't know if I could even say for the next year. Um, realistically, like, I don't know what's what's going to happen with like the pandemic and the vaccine versus like other strands and like how realistically if things will open up or not. Like, I know they're opening venues new york now um because i don't know anything about how virginia is opening but i know in new york city they're like opening venues at like what is it like 33 percent capacity or 30 percent capacity like super reduced um outdoor venues can host shows now that it's getting warmer um and i think they were like everyone is like hoping that like Broadway is going to start having shows again by like the fall. Oh, wow. Maybe. I think they, everyone's hoping for like the summer and then people with less um, stars in their eyes are thinking about the fall. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping to keep making art I'm hoping to build this brand, this online brand with Max's Good Old Power Hour as like an umbrella for, like we have the podcast, the audio only podcast that's like out there. And we definitely want to do a season two because we have um, 
a growing list of people who we didn't interview yet for season one and they're like i want to do it so we're hoping to host more interviews and maybe do that this summer um and then we have our patreon which is not very popular i'll admit but <laughs> it does expand the mind to like other kinds of projects that we can do so like all that stuff i talked about that didn't translate at all to an audio only format could be translated to videos they could be translated to like photo series they could be translated to like um we have like a, a small vimeo account that we're using and right now it's just used in like hand in hand with the patreons so that we can like post videos which is how their platform does it for some reason Interesting. um but like I'm writing stuff specifically for videos now to like put right. separately and be like yeah branch out more and like do other kinds of of things that's exciting yeah we're thinking about doing like right now we're thinking about doing like compilation projects I guess from season one of like things like everyone has submitted and then like an album and then like or soundtrack i guess and then um like as time goes on release it more into an album or an ep and then like extend more into what's going to come in the summertime that's awesome yeah so then that that was kind of exactly what i wanted to know do you plan on doing a season two i'm glad to hear that. Oh, cool. Well, then, yeah, if that's your, <laughs> if that's what you meant, then yeah, we plan on doing a season two of more interviews. And, and I do think it's really good that you're, you're working on branching out because you are so multi-talented, the both of you, that you need more than one way to present your content. Yeah. Um, I really love the podcast and I'm getting I have more opportunity to like explore styles and projects for the podcast with the b-side um which is our companion series that will continue it's like shorter episodes it's not the interviews but it's like smaller projects that it's going to go out weekly like in between seasons that is like still content going out sorry Sorry, is, is it more like sketches and music? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a few different things. Um, and I guess like half of them will be free, regular podcasts. And then half of them will be patron-only stuff. Um, because we're doing like behind-the-curtain conversations, which will be like more patron-only, like behind-the-scenes stuff between me and Skittle. And then if we wanted to do anything that has like copyright issues, we can't post that up on Spotify anyway. So <laughs> that's just going to be patron that like you pay for it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But then the, the B side is going to be like original music, more like studio sessions, more like stuff as things get warmer and we go outside and like connect with people again i'm hoping to do more like live music sessions in the park and record sections of that and put it out there or like diner sections where like we go out and like have coffee or like uh lunch or something 
at one of the outdoor dining establishments and we record conversations from that and edit it. Um, we're hoping to do like a, a, I'm, I'm hoping to like help produce this like vaudeville show series in Brooklyn and then like record the audio from that and like use it as like promo I guess for the show and be like this is what's happening in Brooklyn yeah so like the the it started off with like the main series the main season being like we're talking to artists in our community what they've been doing what they're doing now how they're doing stuff and now the b-side gets to explore more of like what people are doing not necessarily audio only like the features but like okay this person is producing an outdoor show in Brooklyn, here's the audio from it. Here's what people are doing. You can listen. Um, here's like music that people are playing in the park. You can listen to that. Like snippets of yeah, well, getting more into the that's so cool. Bringing it to the people, I love that. As well as like our stuff, of course. Like we're not going to stop writing stuff and putting it up there. But like, yeah, from the beginning, I didn't want this to just be me and Skittle 100% just talking into microphones, even though we love doing that. <laughs> I wanted to like include other people and like um, showcase like more of like what other people are doing and what the community is creating. Yeah, And not to mention that, but not to sound terrible, but it kind of stretches your content too. You know, that way you don't feel so pressed to put out your own stuff, you know? Yes. Because that is, that is the big thing that I'm finding is, you know, we're all inspired, but at the same time, once you start going, you have to be able to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds I like mean, path, that's exciting. Yes. What have you, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Honestly, I've been working a lot, but oh, starting, I've definitely been writing more it's basically been kind of like keeping a journal and I'm working on some sketches I want to do a Halloween special and like a wintry holiday special we're gonna keep it ambiguous <laughs> down here they've opened up the eligibility for people getting vaccinated but they're not opening up venues and stuff so mm. A lot of the performers here in a really stagnant state so i want to try to help make that transition a little bit into more online just just for the time being yeah yeah it was good to see you it was great to see you i'll chat with you soon have a good night dear virginia beach you miserable Anything I ever wanted, you took away from me. Things I didn't know I even had, you brutally robbed me of. Once we left New York, my life became a living nightmare. You promised me so much and delivered me so little. I refuse to be bound to you any longer. Hey, my name is Vanessa Pazmino. All right. Thanks. Grew up in southeastern Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a fat kid with an odd last name, I was strong and hairy. 
and known to throw kids around rooms when they called me Lardo Spasmino. Nobody calls me Lardo Spasmino when he lives. I could look at kids funny and they'd give me their lunch and their money. (laughs) We moved here from New York when I was little and I clutched onto my accent. Yeah, I'm talking to you while I'm walking here, drinking coffee in one hand, water in the other, and uh, by the way, it's not y'all. It's you guys. Good night. (laughs) Oh, Virginia Beach, on this cold, blustery spring night, I so miss you with your mild climate and raw beauty. The smell of frozen garbage just doesn't comfort me like it does in the sultry August heat. Virginia Beach, you tempestuous vixen with your storms of fury. I can't help but make you feel alive. How do you compare these two titans? How do you reconcile with the fact that sometimes it is possible to have two loves at the same time? Listening through this today, I realized I never asked Max my favorite question. We ran out of time, but the thing is, I know we have had this conversation before. We text back and forth sometimes, and he goes, Oh my god, I feel so called out for the vans! So, I guess that would be his contribution to the answer of how do you recognize someone from Virginia? It's the vans for Max. P.S. It's Ness. Make sure you tune into the Max and Skittle Power Hour podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts. I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Thanks, Max and Skittle. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. And remember to follow Love Letters to Virginia podcast on Instagram. Love Letters to Virginia on TikTok. By the way... The Love Letters to Virginia website is officially up. So if you are looking for any updates or if you want to find the easiest way to connect with me to be on the show, go to loveletterstovirginia.com.